0: The Holy Gospel according to St. John. Glory to you, O Lord. Now among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew, then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, must follow me. And where I am, there will my servant be also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor. Now my soul is troubled. And what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. When I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to indicate the kind of death he was to die. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. It is a glorious time of the year, is it not, with the sun that is shining through on these early frosty mornings, and and we get to witness what really amounts to a miracle, what was seeming death uh, comes forth as life. I'm talking of all of those uh, crocuses that are poking their heads up through the soil, right? The... Leaves are pressing their way through the frosty ground. We have the crocuses. Soon we'll have our daffodils and our lilies, our tulips, all their many colors, and in their own way, giving praise to God, our maker. It really is a miracle. For we remember just a few weeks ago, we were knee-deep in (laughs) snowdrifts, And we look at this barren earth and we think, how can anything green and, and so tender as a leaf come up out of this? It's this miracle that Jesus alludes to. It's an agricultural uh, image that Jesus gives us of that single grain of wheat which must die. That is, it must be buried into the ground, planted with hope that it will not just stay dead and buried, but that it will spring its way up through the frosty ground and bear fruit a hundredfold. We see this miracle unfolding around us in nature. Maybe you've seen the winter wheat start to come up and and it's so bright and brilliant, where formerly it was just so brown, desolate. Pretty soon, our farmers will be planting into the ground seed. And they plant with that seed hope to feed their families... To feed our livestock and this world. It's a gift that God gives to us. But when Jesus is talking about this single grain of wheat and, and talking about this seed, he is talking about uh, himself. He's talking about a, a seed that was long promised from The very earliest days of humanity. You can read about it in Genesis chapter 3. Just moments, hours after Adam and Eve had eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The fruit was still wet on their chins. And God speaks to them. Yes, this word of judgment for having eaten of this fruit of the tree that they were told you shall not eat lest you shall die. They will die. God in his mercy delays that a bit. But they will die. They introduced sin and death into the world through their disobedience, heeding the words of the serpent instead of the word of God. And yet... God also speaks a word of hope and promise. God says to Eve that the seed of the woman will crush the head of the serpent. Martin Luther, in talking about this text, this promise that God gave to Eve, suspects that when she gave birth to her firstborn, Cain, she thought, ha, here is the seed, the one who is going to undo what we did. It was not so. But that promise, that seed, continued generation to generation down through humanity, and you can trace it in Scripture. You can read those, uh, what otherwise might be kind of dry genealogies in the Old and New Testaments, uh, tracing from generation to generation how the seed promised by God went from Adam and Eve down through their children and grandchildren. And every once in a while, God speaks to that seed and that promise. It happens in the life of Abraham, to whom God says, in you, that is in your seed, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Not just your descendants, Isaac, Jacob, the sons of Jacob, who would be the tribes of Israel, And their descendants, not just in them, but all the families of the earth will be blessed in Abraham's seed. And that seed was traced through Isaac, but was not fulfilled itself in Isaac. That promise was just planted to bear fruit later. And if you trace down through the genealogies, you'll get to David, king of Israel. To whom God promises, your seed will sit on the throne forever. A king who would be enthroned on David's throne forever. That seed was traced through Solomon, but was not fulfilled in Solomon. That seed would bear fruit later. And in the fullness of time, that seed would be born of a woman, the Virgin Mary. That seed being Jesus. Now Jesus, Jesus, this promised seed, comes to crush the head of the serpent. Comes to bless all the families of the earth comes to sit on the throne of his ancestor David. But when Jesus is walking around with his disciples and teaching in the temple, things don't seem to quite be lining up. The disciples, the people wondered, they were curious, what about this one? Could he be the one? And Jesus says... Things that are kind of surprising to us. That he, the promised seed, the one for whom they had been waiting ever since Adam and Eve. Literally all of human history has been waiting for this one, Jesus. He came for this moment. And what does he say? This moment is when he will be buried. That he would die and be buried into the earth. And that that was the fulfillment of this promised seed. It's what the seed was there for all along, was to die and be buried. Now, I know very little about agriculture. (laughs) I'm one that you could say has a brown thumb. But this I know, if you want to have a fruitful harvest, the seed has to be planted. And you plant it in hope, and for a while it looks like nothing is happening, and you might wonder at it, but the whole purpose of a seed is that it would be planted, and that it would bring forth new life, and eventually a fruitful harvest. And so Jesus uses this wonderful image of the seed, and he says, This is my purpose, to die, to be buried, and then to bear much fruit when I rise again. See, Jesus said also that when he was lifted up, he would draw all peoples to himself. He was lifted up from the earth on the cross, and there he received a crown, but not the golden crown that they had expected, but a crown of thorns. And it was here that he was glorified. Not on a throne of his ancestor David, but on a cross, a tree. Hung there, arms stretched wide to take upon himself the sin of the whole world. The sin of all families of the earth no matter their skin color, no matter what they trace as far as their genealogy, where they came from, no matter where they hold their citizenship, Jesus died for them for their sin. He took it upon himself. And in him, all the families of the earth are blessed. Blessed because their sin in him is forgiven. Blessed because that curse of death is broken, blessed because on the cross, Jesus crushed the head of the serpent. Jesus took upon himself the sin of the world, and by dying on the cross, brings the judgment of God on sin, death, death. And the devil. He says, now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. And that's what happened when Jesus died on the cross. Satan's power on this earth was broken. Death's curse lost its sting. And your sin was atoned for. In the person of Jesus. And when he rose from the dead, he bore great fruit the fruit of life everlasting, the fruit of the forgiveness of sins and salvation. And that fruit is represented here today. For that fruit has gone into the world. That seed has been blown and cast into the world to take root in the soil of our lives. Now you might be thinking to yourself, Pastor, I am a bad seed. Well, let me tell you, there's a phenomenon that happens in agriculture now I'm, I'm kind of treading into dangerous water here because I told you I'm a brown thumb and my knowledge of this is a little limited but I understand that sometimes seed will blow from one field into another and that genetically that seed has the possibility of changing the what's going on in that other field so that in time the fruit that is born in that field will come to, recognize, to resemble and to, to be of the seed that was blown into it. Am I right, farmers? Give me just a kind of shake of the head, yes, hopefully. Maybe I'm completely off base here, but go with me Anyway, what happens is that the seed of Jesus blows. Our lives, takes root in our soil and takes our bad seed and transforms it into life giving, fruitful seed. That in our lives we come and to be together the body of Christ in the world. The Holy Spirit blows the God that takes root into our lives. It is watered by the Holy Spirit and the Word and physical water in Holy Baptism where our sin is taken away from us. And we are buried with Christ and brought new out of those waters. And the light of Christ shines in us and through us and the fruit of the Spirit is born in our life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, self control These fruits of the Spirit, evident in the life of Jesus, are embodied in his body, the, Christ, the body of Christ, the church. And in us as individuals. And we see that he is sending us out. Into this world to bear his fruit. I saw it yesterday morning as people gathered to distribute food parcels to those who were in need at our food pantry. You can see it when people call each other up in these times that we've had this year, and people are lonely, and people check in on each other as we are the and live out. Fruits of the Spirit. God is active and bringing about life where previously there was death. And sometimes it feels like death, right? Because you have to give something up. You know, people that came yesterday, but the doing that, they had to give up part of their morning on a beautiful, gorgeous Saturday morning. They had to give of their labor in the cold weather, and yet they did it willingly for the sake of their neighbor. This is the work of God in us. And so we do, we lay down our life for one another. And Jesus says, as we serve, we know that he is there with us, and that where he is, his servant will be also in death and in life everlasting. God is planting his seed in us and making it bear fruit. Where will it bear fruit in your life this week? Pray that God may open your eyes to see and to recognize where he is blowing the seed of Jesus' life in your life bless the families of the earth whom you come in contact with this week. In the name of Jesus, amen.